0: With available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: as important as choosing the right destination when
0: traveling is choosing the right travel partner
1: gene the gene photo gene was good.
0: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano!
1: Gene, run!
0: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Sometime around 1738, an unattached ear made a serious splash in the British House of Commons. The man who claimed to be its owner presented it. Had he not pickled it, the ear would have been mummified by this time. It had been separated from his head for more than seven years by the time he carried it into the House of Commons to lodge his complaint. His name was Robert Jenkins. He'd been the captain of a commercial trading vessel named the Rebecca. On April 9th of 1731, the Spanish Coast Guard from Havana, Cuba, boarded the vessel. They suspected that the Rebecca was carrying smuggled goods and demanded to inspect the ship's cargo and manifest. Once they did, they found that there was indeed contraband aboard the ship. As punishment, the Spanish captain drew his sword and severed Captain Jenkins' ear from his head. According to Jenkins, the captain claimed... Were the king of England here and also in violation of the laws, I would do the same for him. And a year after Jenkins' testimony, England declared war on Spain. It's not entirely clear why Jenkins waited seven years or why he was carrying the ear in question around with him, but this conflict came to be known as the War of Jenkins' Ear. However, relations between Spain and England were already strained long before Jenkins' mishap. Back in the 1690s, Spain's King Charles II was dying, and he had no clear heir to his throne. The superpowers of France and Austria both had claims of lineage on the Spanish throne, though. Dynastic families often married into one another, so that a royal born in one country could very well end up ruling a foreign nation— This was the circumstance at the end of Charles II's reign. Even though he was still alive, France and Spain didn't waste any time. The nations set about plotting to get a family member who was sympathetic to both nations onto the Spanish throne. The Emperor of Austria and the King of France also divvied up the Spanish territory of Italy between them. Out of spite, Charles willed his throne to a French prince— Suddenly, France had trouble remembering the alliance it had just made with Austria. In retaliation, Austria declared war on France, and Europe was plunged into the War of Spanish Succession. The alliances that developed are important because the combatants of the War of Jenkins' Ear, Spain and England, came to disdain each other during the War of Spanish Succession, even though both were only proxy players. The Treaty of Utrecht, Which ended the War of Spanish Succession in 1713 established some ground rules for Spain and England, which were dominating adjacent areas in the so called New World of the Americas. Primarily, the treaty set guidelines over trade, allowing the English to operate commercial routes into the Spanish American territories. To ensure that English commercial ambitions didn't exceed what was granted to them by the treaty, the Spanish increased their naval presence around Florida. But smuggling was rampant among all nations operating in the Americas at the time, and the Spanish regularly intercepted English vessels, harassed their crews, and confiscated cargo, regardless of whether the ships were functioning legally. It was on one of those stops that Robert Jenkins had his unfortunate encounter with the Spanish captain's sword. When Jenkins lodged his complaint against the Spanish to Parliament, his firebrand called arms was justification enough for England to declare war on Spain in the Americas. In addition to the harassment England endured from the Spanish on the high seas, there had been an ongoing dispute over the border between the Spanish colony of Florida and the English colony of Georgia. The ear was simply the last straw. The War of Jenkins' Ear lasted three years, from 1739 to 1741, but it didn't amount to much. Most of the war was composed of British naval retaliation against continued Spanish attacks on its ships. The battles on the ground took place largely in Florida and Georgia. But the war did rally other peoples as well. The French-Spanish alliance was still strong, and France had a presence to the west of Georgia, what would later be included in the Louisiana Purchase. But the French were kept from entering the war in earnest by the Creek, Cherokee, and Chickasaw tribes, all of whom allied with the English and formed a barrier between the French colonies to the west and the Spanish and British colonies to the east. On the ground, the founder of the Georgia colony, James Oglethorpe, led an invasion of Florida, attacking St. Augustine, but he eventually retreated. The Spanish retaliated off the Georgia coast, attacking a fort there. The governor of St. Augustine led an attack on Fort Frederica in July of 1742, two years after Oglethorpe attacked. This, the Battle of Bloody Marsh, ended in Oglethorpe's defeat of the Spanish. If you're beginning to notice a tit for tat pattern that produced few results for either side, then you've got a grasp on the War of Jenkins' Ear. In fact, history doesn't name a clear victor in the war. It was simply absorbed into the larger King George's War, which broke out in 1740. This war resulted from revived animosity between the French and the English, a larger rivalry than that between the Spanish and the English. Today's episode is based on the article, Why Did England and Spain Fight Over an Ear? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Josh Clark. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year